15 Lies at the Basis of Our Culture by Father James Shaw A culture is a complex composition of the manners, rights, language, laws, ideas, and customs of a people. These elements help account for what a given people hold to be true, or at least valid, how they act to one another, how they build things, how and what they punish and reward, how they think of birth and death. Some thinkers want to say that truth and falsity are relative to a culture. Whatever the culture does or holds becomes its own absolute in that domain. Any outside revelation or philosophy may be expected to accommodate itself to the culture, not vice versa. No such thing as a natural law or universal philosophy whereby one might judge the content of a culture is acknowledged. Catholicism has long held that its essential revelation is directed to all cultures. Whatever is good can be accepted by all. Anything alien to revelation must be modified in light of universal truths. The supposed neutrality or autonomy of any culture, however, would make it almost impossible to judge real differences between good and evil, truth and falsity. If such differences do not objectively exist as the same for all cultures, it does not make much difference what we hold or what culture we belong to. In effect, they are all Western, Muslim, Chinese, Hindu, Byzantine, Japanese, African, Latino, modern, ancient, meaningless. For those who hold universal principles of reason and revelation, current Western culture, in which the American polity exists, is, in many fundamental matters, based on lies. The devil, interestingly enough, is said to be the father of lies. This attribution indicates that the devil bases his own life on the lie of his own self-worth. It also means that he can convince human beings, who can imitate him, that the lies they live by are true, not to be challenged or repented of. This kingdom of lies is not divided within itself. One lie follows from another all converge to deny what man and creation are about. What are these lies on which our present culture is based? Each one of them, on examination, denies or violates a principle of reason or a fact of science, but they are all strenuously adhered to as truth because they allow us to do what we want. They enable us to avoid responsibilities for our chosen actions. We insist that they are our rights, our privileges, or our liberties. The first and most obvious lie embedded in our culture is that abortion does not kill a specific actual human being. All evidence shows that abortion does kill such a being. To hold the lie in our souls, we must, as many do, call it a right or a choice, which allows us to pretend that we know not what we do. The next lie is that marriage does not necessarily consist in the permanent legal bond of one man and one woman who together form one flesh, inhabiting a home in which they beget and raise their own children. Any legislation that defines marriage as merely a civil contract between members of the same sex is based on a lie. It denies what marriage is. It denies what is owed to the child, both a mother and a father. The third lie is that there is a right to kill oneself or have others do so for us. Euthanasia. Euthanasia is suicide, not an act of compassion or autonomy over ourselves. The fourth lie is that war is always immoral and never has any legitimate justification. War is never without its evils, but never to allow war's legitimacy in any circumstances whatsoever is to ensure tyranny and ignore the need to defend human good and dignity against those who would destroy it. The fifth lie is that the poor are poor because the rich are rich. The only way for anyone to become not poor is for him to learn from those who have learned how to produce wealth sufficient for human needs and well-being. The sixth lie is that man himself is the chief threat to the well-being of the planet Earth. Man's presence on this planet is at least as natural as that of any other being. The well-being of the earth is not more important than the well-being of man. The purpose of the earth is to provide for this well-being, a well-being that knows what the earth is and needs. 
The seventh lie is that the Earth is overpopulated and must drastically reduce its numbers by several billions. The Earth, aided by human intelligence and enterprise, can take care of its population. Human well-being is, in fact, more threatened by population decline than overpopulation. The eighth lie is that there is no truth. Everything is relative to our individual preferences. Relativism is always self-contradictory. It is a lie to maintain that man cannot know any truth about himself, the cosmos, or God. The ninth lie is that democracy is always the best form of government. Democracy is that form of government based on a concept of liberty that allows man to do whatever he wants. It generally becomes a form of tyranny of the majority in which whatever the people want is the law and is identified with what is right. The tenth lie is that the purpose of government is to protect human rights. As the term is used today, quote-unquote rights do not refer to what is due to man. Rather, they are rooted in Hobbes' claim that we can do whatever we want to keep ourselves alive and protect what we claim. Rights become what the state says and enforces. There is no way to prevent them from becoming tomorrow the opposite of what they are today. Lie number 11 is that Islam is only a religion of peace. Islam historically expanded by military conquest. Those who die in its wars are considered martyrs. It is considered blasphemy to deny any element of Islam's holy book or tradition. Islam does not tolerate what it does not believe. The Trinity and Incarnation are specifically denied in the Quran. Lie number 12 is that Jesus Christ is not who he said he was, that is, the incarnate word of God. All presumed evidence that denies this truth does not bear careful examination. Lie number 13 is that Christianity is another religion like all other religions. In fact, it has uniquely reasonable basis for its truths. Religion is technically an aspect of the virtue of justice. It attempts to define what man owes to his gods. Christianity is a revelation of a divine person about who God is and what is necessary for salvation. What it contains is addressed to human reason and does not contradict it. Lie number 14 is that sin does not exist, that it can be explained by psychology, determinism, sociology, or myth. It need not be forgiven. The consequences of sin go on whether we like it or not. They become present in the lives of both sinners and those against whom they sin. Lie number 15 is that no final divine judgment is possible. This position means that nothing we do makes any ultimate difference. Our lives are hence basically meaningless and of no ultimate worth. But that a final judgment exists is the truth. Since we are free and intelligent, we must give an account and be judged for how we use the gifts given to us. In suggesting that our culture is founded on these 15 lies, I do not want to imply that there are no other ones, nor deny the culture also contains aspects of virtue and good. Many people recognize and seek to counteract each of these lies. But in cataloging them, I do argue that lies are connected with each other. One will lead to another once we embrace and live by it. We will find ourselves being led on, whether we like it or not. Yet we need not accept these lies. Eric Vogelin once wisely remarked that, quote, no one needs to participate in the aberrations of his time, unquote. But the temptation to do so, to be politically and culturally correct, and it is a temptation, is very great. And as C.S. Lewis noted in the Screwtape Letters, our deviation from the good usually does not begin with the large aberrations, but with the small ones. Joseph Pieper rightly told us that it is not the lie that is the real basis of culture, but leisure. Leisure is the Aristotelian word used to describe what we do when all else that we need to do is completed. The implication is that the most important things are not really the economic or political ones that have to do with just living rather than living well. But to live well, we must think, and in particular think about what is, about what we did not make or establish ourselves. The things that are contain their own order, which we must discover lest we deceive ourselves and see only what we want to see. We read in Plato's Timaeus, quote, Now while it is true that anything that is bound is liable to being undone, 
still only one who is evil would consent to the undoing of what has been well-fitted." The lies that lie at the heart of our culture in fact undo what has been well-made. We do not acknowledge this disorder because we too often consent to the undoing of what we are and ought to be.